Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun. It is going to be a night tonight. We have one of the funnier pieces of audio, unintentionally funny pieces of audio we've played in a while. Yes, we're going to talk about Bond movie villain Pfizer CEO saying you should be thrown in jail for bad-mouthing the vaccine. Got Bill O'Reilly coming up an hour and a half from now. We have, well, me. You see, we're going to do another Jesse said I told you so thing at one point. But we're going to dive right into something here. And I think it's important. Oh, by the way, I have a ghost story to tell you. And I want your ghost stories as well. 877-377-4373. All that's coming up about 45 minutes from now. But before we get to any of that, before we get to any of it, I think it's important we revisit something time and time again. Not, not so you understand or I understand. So we are equipped to go out and be evangelists for telling people what the communist thinks, how the communist thinks, why the communist does what he does, and what are people facing. Because right now, understand, it's not that our job is to, you know, we're smarter than everyone else, and we have to teach all the idiots out there. No, you're somebody who has an interest in politics. I'm somebody who has an interest in politics. So I'm going to spend more time on it than the normal person. So are you. You ever ever go to a game or watch a game with a guy who's super into the team? He knows everybody's stats and names and all. He came up from AAA and you feel like an idiot? It's not because he's smarter than you. It's because he loves it and he's interested. You are into politics because you know the stakes are as high as they get. So you're into it. Therefore, we always have to be ready to go tell normal people who aren't into it like you are or I am. We have to be ready to explain to them what they're looking at because they're always being lied to now. Who's my favorite politician on the planet? Everyone knows. Everyone knows Nancy Pelosi. Everybody knows it. I adore her. She's just the worst human being on the planet. Just detestable in every way the least likable person on the planet, and yet she's maintained her power for years. She never backs off, never backs away. She's always on message. Nancy Pelosi, we could use a 100 of her on the right, and we would take this country back tomorrow. Not these mealy mouth losers we have. Nancy Pelosi's the type we need. Well, she got up today, and she spoke And you're going to roll your eyes because it sounds like a bunch of woke gobbledygook with the gender. I don't understand, but listen to her. Listen to her because we're going to talk about it. This is a nearly trillion dollar investment in Build Back Better and bipartisan infrastructure framework. Recognizes the interconnectedness of climate change and gender justice and enables women and girls to lead a just transition to a clean energy economy of the future. Our legislation advances our mission to decarbonize and realign every sector of the economy. It is a model of collaboration that brings together public, private, and nonprofit sectors to scale the solutions necessary for achieving net zero pollution globally. These bills are far-reaching in scale and scope 
ensuring that the design, manufacturing, financing, and deployment of our economy, our future economy, is cleaner and greener. Climate change, gender justice. What? What? What, what in the world? Why are why are they using all the buzzwords and throwing them in? There is something basic about these people most people do not understand, and we must explain it to them, and this is what it is. There aren't separate groups on the left. When you think about the groups who make up the left, you'll probably separate them out into, well, there's the feminists, and there's the LGBTQ Air Force, and then there's the the Black Lives Matter guys, and then there's Antifa, and then there's the climate change nutballs, and then you know you're, you've got them separated out. But what you must understand, and I mean absolutely must understand, is this. They're all one group. They're one group. Almost always, they have the same financiers behind them. They are one group. They're selling one thing, and that thing is communism. It is communism. It is the wholesale destruction of your country. Why do you think they're talking about gender stuff with climate change stuff and racial stuff in the infrastructure plan? What does any of that have to do with anything? Communists in America understood this. Actually, it goes clear back to the Soviets who understood this very, very well. And this is not some wacko conspiracy theory stuff. The the Soviets talked about it openly, especially towards the end. They wrote about it. They understood Straight-up, normal, Soviet-style communism would be a tough sell in America. It, it just we, we, don't, we didn't have that kind of country, and we didn't have the kind of poverty and misery necessary in order to get people to accept communism, because people will never, ever, ever even consider accepting communism until things are really bad. Things have to get really bad. Great Depression, war, famine, that's when people are more open to it. So they knew you weren't going to walk into uh, 1940s and 50s America and try to sell America on the bourgeoisie and the working class. They knew that was not going to work here. They knew they had to make an adjustment and make it cultural Marxism. It achieves all the same things. Remember, the goal of communism is not complicated. They'll try to make it complicated. The working class is... The goal of communism is destruction. That's why there's so much of it everywhere it goes. Misery and destruction and death on a mass scale like humankind has never seen before. The Black Plague didn't produce the amount of death and misery that communism did. That's its entire goal is to destroy, to consume and destroy. Well, they knew you couldn't sell that that way here, so you had to go a different route. You had to go a route that appealed to American sensibilities. And that route was always, 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 because we're a Christian-based nation, that route was always love and equality. Worked like a charm. Worked like an absolute charm. To this day, it works like a charm on so many people, people you know and love. Well, yeah, I mean, I I guess I'm not comfortable tearing down monuments and stuff like that but i do i uh, i uh i mean i do love black people and i don't i, I want to look like i want everything equal i guess you can i guess you can tear some down well i mean yeah i i know obviously strong societies are are built when 
young men and young women get together and they get married and they make babies. And I know that, but I mean, I guess there can be 23 or 24 genders. I don't want to, I don't want to seem like I'm not being loving. I, I turn the other cheek. I mean, that's the only verse in the Bible I know. Turn the other cheek. I'll, I'll just keep turning the other cheek. Well, no, I, I understand it. You see, that's how they got to us. The communist uses his values against you. But that's not the point of what I'm saying right now. What I'm saying is this. You have to understand there's not Black Lives Matter and Antifa and LGBTQ Air Force and feminism. And it's all the same group. That's why they work together all the time because they are together. They only separated them out into various cultural Marxist brands for the same reason McDonald's doesn't only sell a Big Mac. You might be in the mood for a Big Mac. The old lady might want a salad or whatever weird healthy stuff women eat or chicken nuggies or or a quarter pounder or, or whatever. You just have to brand the same thing a different way. There is one goal at all times. And it's never, ever, ever the goal they tell you it is. The climate change nutters, none of these people care about climate change. I mean, you've heard it a million times. I'm not going to make you roll your eyes by telling you all the private jets they took over, over there. None of these people believe in climate change. None of them are worried about it. The feminists, they know they've made women miserable for decades now. They don't care about women. The Black Lives Matter Have you seen the way the black communists speak to a black person who decides he's going to go a different route politically? Have you seen the things they say to him? They don't care about black people. Black Lives Matter destroyed black neighborhoods last year. They're still destroyed to this day with black people dying in droves because they don't care about black people. This has nothing to do with black people or women or any of the other... It has everything to do with destroying the United States of America with cultural Marxism. Never forget it. And I get emails all the time, by the way, of parents sending me things like, Jesse, how do I teach my kid about this? How do I warn my kid about this? Jesse, what can I do? I have a solution for you, and it's incredible. My boys love them. It's called Tuttle Twins. You see, the group is Libertas, and they have these Tuttle Twins books out there. For all ages. I don't care whether you have toddlers or teenagers or you yourself want to learn. These books teach your values, freedom of speech, property rights, warnings about communism, freedom, free markets. If you want your kids learning good things instead of the filth that it has poured in their eyes and ears today, it's right here. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That's TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That gets you 35% off and free activity workbooks. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That's what you teach your kid. Read it to your kid. Read it with your kids. Make sure they know what's real. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and oh, I'm so excited about this. Ghost stories. I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain. I know it's confusing. Look, you know you're never, you never know what you're going to get on this show. Just know 
I'm going to tell you my ghost story here in about 40, eh, half hour from now. I want yours. 877-377-4373. Figure out how to get to the point and make it brief. But if you have one, I want one. 877-377-4373. Now, we have Bill O'Reilly coming up a little over an hour from now. If you think I'm not going to ask him if he believes in ghosts, you've got another thing coming. Because I don't believe, but I want to. All right. What's my favorite thing in the world? Everyone knows my favorite thing in the world is being right. Do you remember what I've been saying to you about the end game of all this school vaccine, kids vaccine booster? So do you remember what I've been saying? And let me tell you what's coming. And I'm not guessing on this. All the writing is on the wall. And the reason this has gone as far as it's gone is because there at no point were enough people to stand up and say, that's all. No more. At no point. This had better be the point. If you losing your livelihood because of these scumbags isn't the point, then I'm sorry, there will never be a point. You'll never, you'll never stand up to them. It'll be your child. It'll be your yearly booster shots. It'll be everything. Uh, please, Pfizer, give me, give me my vaccine enema. To the end of time, there's nothing you won't kneel for if you won't stop this now. Stop this now. Remember how I've been warning? How I've been warning what the end game is for a long time. The end game is simply this. It's not complicated. Pfizer has spent a fortune. There are news stories all over the place how they've completely ramped up their lobbying arm. And they're spending a small fortune. I mean, it, it, it's got to be Fort Knox they're unloading for this kind of advertising. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This letter report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. That costs a lot of money. That costs a lot of money. That in the lobbying has cost a lot of money. You only spend that kind of money if you're expecting an ROI, a return on your investment. They only get that return on their investment if they can get every single person forced to take their product forever. You don't spend that kind of money for a one-off. You spend that kind of money because you want the same thing really every company out there wants. They want you to buy their product and continue buying until the end of time. That's where the real money is. Not in the initial sign-up. It's in getting you to subscribe. They want it forever. And now, when you hear the way these people speak... This is, I'm about to play you the Pfizer CEO. This is the Pfizer CEO. When you hear the way these people speak, 
We're watching politicians and media people and CEOs. We're watching them become Bond movie villains right in front of our eyes. But there is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerned. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally costed millions of lives. And then should be treated as criminals as well, those who have done that. Those people are, are criminals? Spreading misinformation is criminal? Man, that is so weird. Spreading misinformation is criminal because I remember, gosh, it seems like this was only yesterday. What was that word? It starts with an F. 15 days to slow the spread. That was the word. Yep, that's, that's what it was. I was told that 15 days would slow the spread and then we'd be fine. Then I was told Easter. Um, I was told masks would stop it. That's so weird how they didn't end up stopping it. I was told, what was that? It starts with an S, social distancing. That's right. Six feet away. I was told that would stop it. Was that was that misinformation? Have we been given misinformation? And then, and then I distinctly remember being told Joe Biden would defeat the virus. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. He's going to defeat the, defeat the virus. And then I was told just everybody get their vaccine and we'll be fine. But that doesn't seem like it's real either because I don't know about you. I've been told time and time and time again that we'll be fine once everyone gets vaccinated. Everyone just get vaccinated. We'll be fine. It's fine. Just get vaccinated. That's what will free everything up. It's those dirty, unvaccinated lepers. They're ruining everything. Just get vaccinated. That's what I've been told. I know you've heard that once or twice yourself. That's what I've been told. Well, that's weird because Pfizer just submitted a request to the FDA. And that request was for an emergency authorization of the COVID-19 booster shot. Now, man, I, I look, I realize, look, I'm just a dumb construction worker. Marine, I, I, community college. You know, you're not dealing with the big brain here. So I'm just, I want someone to try to explain this to me. Why, why do I need a booster and why is it an emergency if the vaccine fixed everything the way you said it would fix everything? Is it not fixing everything? And if it's not fixing everything, and I'm, I'm told constantly that we have to address misinformation, I would like, I'd like an accounting of the people who've been lying to me. No? Yeah. Let's talk about that. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. No one even knows what they were saying. You know, people complain about modern day songs, rap music. And I admit, I'm not a big rap music guy, but people complain about something like rap music and say none of it makes any sense. None of the old songs made any sense either. None of them. You know what, Chris? Right now, play that song by America, the horse with no name. Now, I understand we all like that song. And look, full disclosure, it's on my phone too. I love that song too. That song, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, what is any of that so what is any of that supposed to mean? Listen to this. I think I met the 
I went to the desert on through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the rain. In the desert, you can't remember your name. Why can't you remember your name in the in the desert? And, and there ain't no one for to, to to give you no pain. What what is he talking about? What is that supposed to mean? What, Chris? I know, I know I can understand the lyrics. I'd rather not understand them if it's all this nonsensical garbage. You know what? They were all on peyote back then. I'm, I swear to you they were. What is any of that supposed to mean? You know what? Dang it. We, we need to get to this new election stuff because I'm turning into my father again on the radio. This is exactly what my dad sounds like all the time. What is any of that supposed to mean? Well, that's stupid. And then you think about it and you're thinking to yourself, you don't want to admit it to your dad, but you're thinking, that actually is pretty stupid. It is really stupid. I remember my dad, I used to be super into professional wrestling. And my dad, he ruined it for me when I was like six or seven years old. I was so excited about professional wrestling. And I go to my dad and for I was telling him some move. or That was the, during Hulk Hogan's heyday. And I go to my dad and he looks at me without missing a beat like I'm the biggest dummy in the world. And he says, you know, none of that's real, right? I had no idea. And then he ruined it for me forever. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank each and every one of you for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> it's so true. All right, quit. Focus. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy campaign says Jack Chitterelli should concede the election. With 98% of the expected vote counted, Murphy was ahead by more than 67,000 votes, a 2.7% margin, according to the Associated Press. Jack Chitterelli is saying, uh, no, there's been some funny business. We need a recount. We need all these things. And here's what's so wild about, I mean, this goes way beyond New Jersey. This is for the United States of America now. This is why it's so, so important to have an honest accounting whenever something goes wrong. It's so important because that's what prevents a serious, deep-seated mistrust in people. That's what prevents it. Not ignore it, not shut up conspiracy theorists. Remember, this all goes back to the 2020 election with Donald Trump. There was all this odd, is that fair? Odd-looking stuff going on that, that night. And look, I don't care what you believe. There was a lot of odd stuff going on that night. I had to do that election. I had to cover the election live as if I'm some kind of journalist. I had to cover it live for the first. You know, I do a TV show on the first TV every single night at 9 p.m. But we had this four or five hour long broadcast where I was sitting there. I mean, it's not like I had materials in front of me. I was just watching the same things you were watching and reacting on TV. So I lived it like you were living it. Only I wasn't drinking bourbon like you were because I was on television I was watching, and Trump is way ahead. He's ahead in all the swing states. And then I remember it was about midnight. They said, all right, hey, we're going we're gonna to cut off the broadcast for now. We'll pick it up again tomorrow. And I, I was tired. It was a long day, a very hard day of doing television. You know, I work really hard. Shut up, Chris. And I go home that night, and I, was, I went to bed pretty happy. Right? Trump's coming back, baby. Woohoo! And I woke up the next day. And I'm looking at the counts, and all of a sudden he's behind everywhere. It was 2 and 3 a.m., and it, it was like, wh- I'm sorry, what? Wh- what happened? 
And what happened from there was this. I went through the same thing you went through, wondering what happened, asking, okay, was there cheating? Did, did, I wanted to know what happened. I just wanted to know what happened. I didn't want to go nutball conspiracy theorist. I just wanted to know what happened. And then here was the response I got. I got everybody in the communist media and everyone in the communist party, formerly known as the Democratic Party, I got all of them and half of the politicians and pundits on the right as well telling me to shut up and stop questioning and it was the safest election ever. Well, okay, now I'm really suspicious. Now I'm very suspicious. If I come home tonight after I do my show and I hear something that sounds like glass break in my son's room and I walk up to the door and I tell him, hey, James, did something break in there? He has two choices. He can open up the door and say, absolutely not, Dad. Please come in and take a look for yourself. You can see that nothing's broken. If he goes that route, that's going to alleviate any concern I have about him having broken something. Maybe my ears are going bad or something. But if I walk up to the door and say, James, something break in there? And he said, absolutely not. Stay out. Don't look in here. Nothing's broken in here ever. Okay, well, now I feel like you're hiding something. Now I'm pretty sure you're hiding something. Every election from here on out that is super close and has a Democrat winning, doesn't matter if it's in New Jersey. It doesn't have to be one of the traditional places where people think about corruption, right? Jersey, New York, Chicago. Chicago is always up there. Any election now nationwide where a Democrat pulls it off and it was close Every single one of those is going to come with distrust and accusations now. And it's not coming with distrust and accusations because people are a bunch of stupid idiots who believe conspiracy theories on the radio. It's going to come because you told every single person to shut up and stop questioning the last election. And it was the safest, fairest election ever immediately after the last one. We all walked up to the door and said, did something break in there? And you all insisted, don't you dare open the door. It's the safest election ever. Now I want to know what's behind the door. And let's, let's be honest about something. Everybody knows I have an odd affinity for New Jersey because New Jersey people are rude like me. So I just get along with them. I have so many friends there for a reason. And I, let's be honest, I'm not going to lie. The sandwiches play a part in that too. But New Jersey doesn't exactly have the best reputation when it comes to their politics being on the up and up. It's a bit of a rough history over there. People are going to ask questions. They're going to ask questions. How can you blame them? The last time something looked funny and they asked questions, you told them all, they were nut job conspiracy theorists. Of course they're going to ask questions. All right. I am sad to admit we had an in-depth conversation last night on the show about should we shoot Chris with one of the hero guns or should we find a poor communist and pay him to let us shoot him with the hero gun 
Sadly, we put the information out there for everyone on social media. Chris is losing. It looks like we're going to have to track down a communist. I know you really deep down wanted me to shoot Chris with the hero gun. I wanted to shoot Chris with the hero gun. But it looks like we're going to have to find a communist. But that'll be fun, too. Chris, that'll be fun, too. And in all seriousness, do you have a hero gun yet? Does your spouse, does your child, does your mom, do you have one by your bed? Do you have one in your car? It's non-lethal, but it shoots these pepper balls 100 miles per hour, and it will bring you to your knees. Much more powerful than pepper spray ever thought about being, and it doesn't require a concealed carry permit. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE that gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it! Returns next. the Jesse Kelly show. I like you mixing in the Hendrix. I like that, Chris. You know what? I'm going to change the ringtone of my phone to that here in the break. I'll do that. Look, I'm impulsive. I'm an impulsive person. <laughs> 877-377-4373. percent of New York kids age 5 to 11 vaccinated in less than a week. We have so poured misinformation into people in this country that people will line up to inject their kids with a vaccine for a disease that is not dangerous to children. That is a staggering place to be as a nation. Institutionalized child abuse. And that is what I call it. That is terrible. Absolutely terrible. You know what? Forget about that. We were talking earlier Chris and I were about mafia tours. You know, because New York City has mafia tours. And Chris brought up my ghost tour in Charleston. Now, full disclosure, and I'm going to get back to the Pfizer stuff here in a second. The, the, the Pfizer stuff is really stunning. I was right once again, these thinking people, but forget, forget about that. Charleston, South Carolina. One of the coolest cities in the country. You're looking to get out of the city for a while and go down to someplace totally different pace. I highly recommend Charleston, South Carolina. And went down there with the wife. Now, I'll be honest about something. Ghosts, when it comes to things like ghosts, I feel about them the same way I do about conspiracy theories. I don't believe in them at all, but I want to. Yeah, I want to. I want to see one. I want. I want to. I want to see a creepy one at the end of the hall. A little old woman. You know that's always creepy anyway. A little old woman with a, a pitchfork or something like that. I, I want to be freaked out, man. I want to see one. I want to see one. I've never seen one. I've never seen one in my life. And when we go places, you, as you can imagine, I geek out on the history. We will do ghost tours if it's one of those places. We go to Charleston, South Carolina. Of course, we go tour the aircraft carrier. I think it's the Yorktown. Chris, I ask you this every time because I never remember anything. Please look it up for me. There's there's a full-sized, full-sized World War II aircraft carrier parked in Charleston, South Carolina. It's, this is a gigantic infomercial for Charleston. <laughs> it's going to be all these people flying to Charleston. But it's awesome. 
Now, I can't speak to what it's like now with all the COVID insanity, but when I went to go see this aircraft carrier, you were allowed to go virtually anywhere in the ship. And I mean, you can't imagine how many levels there are down the ship. I guarantee people get lost in there all the time. You can go several levels down and see where the sailors got their dental work done. It's that intricate. It is that intricate. Is it the Yorktown, Chris? Man, I'm so smart. Anyway, while we were there, while we were there, we decided to take a haunted jail tour. Now, I'm trying. I'm trying to see a ghost. I deserve so much credit for trying to see a ghost. And by the way, if you have a ghost story, you can get right to the point on and tell quickly. I want it. 877-377-4373. I want your ghost stories. Make me believe or email them to jesse at jessekellyshow.com if you have a ghost story. But all right, we show up down at this ghost tour and there was this old jail. Remember, the the, the South is so old. Any one of the 13 colonies, it's like New York, actually. I talk about how old New York is all the time and that's part of the reason I love it. The South's that way too. It's just very old. And so anything old has a lot of history behind it. And they had this jail down there. And when I say jail, it's not at all what you picture. It looks like just a really old brownstone. That's what it looks like. It's just a standalone three-story place. And we meet with, of course, the other group of people. You go in a group and they have this tour guide. And I know his job is to freak you out. So we all meet outside and he starts trying to build up freaking people out. And I'm trying to get into it. I don't want you to act like I'm I'm not one of those guys who ruins the tour. Oh, that's so stupid. No one believes in that. No, I'm, I'm trying to see a ghost, man. I want to believe. And he's talking about how there's a woman. The a woman died here. And look up there now. Sometimes you can see her in the window. I'm looking as hard as I can. There was no daggone woman in the window. It's that kind of thing. And we begin our tour of the jail. And they're taking you into the actual jail cell where apparently they would just throw a dozen men and women in there together. And you can imagine how that went. It was really, really bad. And they wouldn't feed them. And they're taking you down through the, haunt, the quote, haunted jail, down through the tour. And finally, it's supposed to get creepier and creepier as you go along. And there are people who are starting to get really creeped out. And, oh, did you hear that? And all this other stuff. And I didn't hear anything. I heard some wind. Maybe there was a mouse. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. But for the grand finale of the tour, they take you down into the basement. And this is where they kind of had the solitary confinement with the little cells and, and whatnot down there. And it's pitch black down there anyway. There were no windows. There was no light getting in. And they had a room down at the end of the hall. And we walk in this room, and there's a single light bulb in the middle, and it's turned on. And he proceeds to tell this story. I believe it was a mother-daughter or somebody had been tortured and killed there. Some woman had been tortured and killed there. And he does all this buildup, right? And I'm thinking, all right, maybe this is the time. I'm going to see one. I'm going to hear one. And maybe it'll be something. And he does, of course, he closes the door and chink, turns out the light. And there were, of course, these all these wingnut hippies on the tour. And they, of course, thought they were the ones th- thinking they saw a ghost the whole time. 
And there's this girl in the corner. She was on the tour with her mom, clearly the liberal hippie chicks. And the second he turns out the light, I hear this girl. She starts real low. She starts saying, no, no, no. She sends up screaming in there and freaking out. So the guy has to turn the light on. And this lady's shrieking in horror. And everybody knows I have a hard time with... uh, Empathy, you would probably call. Is that what is that the right word I'm looking for, Chris? I have a I don't I'm not trying to be a jerk. I have a hard time. I'm not, Chris. I have a hard time with empathy. So this girl's freaking out and her mother's trying to comfort her, and there I am smiling ear to ear. I think this is the greatest thing ever. So there. There was my latest attempt at a ghost story. If you have one, make it brief, but I want it. 877-377-4373. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Did, did I not tell you it was going to be a good night tonight? Apparently you have a lot of ghost stories. Make me believe. We'll get to that in a second. I I will get to your calls, honestly, in just a couple minutes. Just bear with me a moment. I rip on the right a lot. You've you've heard me a hundred times rip on the cowardice and weakness of the right. And I feel like I need to clarify something for everybody. The reason I rip on the right is this. If you're a pundit or politician on the right, anyone with any kind of a significant platform at all, you are, in this day and age, the only chance people have at getting the truth. The only chance. Every other part of this society, of the system, is rotted and filthy and wrong And they push lies, they invent lies out of nowhere and insist people believe them and they bully people into it. You're our only chance. So if the right is going to cave on the left's narrative every single time a big story comes out and the right caves to the left's narrative every single time a big story comes out, then we are never, ever, ever going to achieve victory. Ever. It will never happen. We'll never get the truth out. It happened with coronavirus lockdowns. Everybody on the right, uh, uh, yeah, okay, 15 days. It happened when St. George Floyd died. Oh, oh, uh, uh, oh, the internet video looks bad. Where's Tim Scott? We need police reform. It happens time after time after time after time, and then the narrative gets set in, and once the narrative is set in people's minds, it's very, very, very difficult for it to change. It's not enough to arrive at the correct position on an issue 10 months later when the winds are blowing that way. Arrive at the correct position on an issue right when it goes down and when the system is trying to demonize you and destroy. That's when you have to stand firm. And that's why. Do you remember when Kyle Rittenhouse, first there was that scumbag Jacob Blake, tried to stab a cop. 
got shot a bunch in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And this is right when the Black Lives Matter Antifa animals were burning down cities across the country. And they started torching Kenosha, Wisconsin. And Kyle Rittenhouse, 17 years old, was there helping, cleaning up graffiti, goes out there with a weapon that night to guard stores and whatnot, as men do, protecting people's property. That's something men do. He went out there, and then everything went wrong that night. He got attacked. And not only did he get attacked, he got attacked on video. We all watched it. I realize everybody's watching this disastrous testimony now, and they're all coming around. Wow, it doesn't look like he did anything wrong. We had all this video right away. And yet, again, 90% of the politicians and pundits on the right were doing the, well, I'm really not comfortable that he was there with a weapon thing. And it helped the media set in garbage narratives. Listen to the things they were saying about that man. Kenosha shooter, Kyle Rittenhouse, he murdered two people, by the way. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse. A guy who's deeply racist went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest looking to get in trouble. He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around, shooting and killing protesters. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha and became a killer. A white, Trump-supporting, MAGA-loving uh, Blue Lives Matter social media uh, uh, partisan, 17 years old, picks up a gun, drives from one state to another with the intent to shoot people. A 17-year-old boy mm. who drove across state lines with an AR-15. Okay, okay, and- you get the idea. You get the idea. There they were, white supremacists, vigilante. And I, I, I don't blame the communists you just heard because communists are going to do what they do. They're going to destroy. They're going to lie. They're going to say anything to attack you and defend their street communist thugs like Antifa and Black Lives Matter. I have a bigger problem with, once again, the right trying to look like the good, reasonable Republicans to the left and sacrificing the narrative right away. That's my problem. All right. That's enough of that. We'll get back to some, but for now, your ghost stories, Jennifer in Colorado, go. Jesse, hey, have you been to the Grove Park Inn in Asheville, North Carolina? No. Go on. They have have a ghost called the Pink Lady. She uh, dropped to her desk down some floors, and we didn't know this when we were visiting. My daughter was wearing a pink shirt. And she was walking with us, and somebody tapped her on the shelter, and she said, what? And we said, what? We didn't touch you. And she's like, yeah, somebody just touched us. And we didn't know that the gal at the desk said, oh, yeah, we have this ghost, and she touches people that wear pink sometimes, and you can go up to her room. So we went up. Nobody's really allowed to go up to her room, but the maintenance guy was working on her room, and he said, um, you're not allowed to be in here. I'm trying to keep this room warm so we can rent it out, but we can't seem to keep the the heat on. It keeps every time I 
get it working, it breaks down again, and that was her room. So we that, think there might be a ghost there. That's so cool. So so are you a believer now, Jennifer? Were you a believer before? I wasn't before, but I think that was pretty – the look on my daughter's face was like, what, what? And we're like, nothing. Nobody touched you. She's like, I swear to God, somebody tapped me on the shoulder. I'm like, oh, God. All right. That's so cool. Dang it. I want a ghost to tap me on the shoulder. Thank you, Jennifer. Mike in Kansas. Go, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I grew up in central Illinois, and uh, my brother, my kid brother, and when he was a little kid – where we lived, there was a lot of houses that were a century year old or better. There was this one house just down the block from us that my brother and his friend were asked by the lady that lived in there to come help move some stuff. Well, they went in to help move, and on the way into where she was taking them, upstairs, he happened to look into a room and saw a gentleman laying on the bed and in all his clothes, hat and everything. Didn't think much about it, just went on, did their stuff, came back through, and this gentleman was sitting up, straight up, and looking right out the door at him. And he'll swear today on a stack of Bibles that it was Abraham Lincoln. And we got to checking and found out that this place had been a halfway house during, during the Civil War and everything. And this is some place that he had stayed an evening. Okay, that's actually so really cool. Did he ask I him? Know, I don't know if it's factual. Did he ask I him know, if he enjoyed the play? I think it's, he was young. He was young enough it scared the dickens out of him. <laughs> That's awesome. Dang it, I want to see Honest Abe. And I'm not even a fan. I think that would have been awesome. Sandy in California, go. Hi. Um, yes, I was telling the screener that um, some time ago, well, some time ago, a couple of years ago, I had a cat that was uh, that died from old age, and she was with me from the time she was a kitten. And one night I was sleeping, and um, there, suddenly I woke up, and at my bedroom door was Sugar as a kitten. And there was a being with her, a very tall being, all in white, and I saw no face. And I looked, and I said, Sugar, I said, you came to see me. And there was no voice, Jesse. It was all telepathic, and she looked up at the being. And she said, does she still remember me? And the being replied, yes. And she said, does she still love me? And the being replied, yes. And I was, I was shocked. And she said, as they started to turn around, um, she looked up at the being and she said, is she going to come with us? And the being said, yes. And then I really got they my attention. And as they, she said, well, when? And the being said, soon. And the two of them turned around, walked down the hall, and that was it. I never saw anything after that, never had any any connection after that. Sandy, did the being have a man or a woman's voice? It, it was telepathic, and I could not tell. Well, can, let, look, let's just hope it was a woman's voice, because they don't have any concept of what soon means at all. So then, who knows, Sandy? You might be just fine. All right, look, we're going to get into some more ghost stories and some more politics. 877-377-4373. The Washington Post is very concerned about you and me. <laughs> and, of course, we have Bill O'Reilly coming up about 15 minutes. So, um... 
I believe we should all probably go buy some MyPillow stuff right about now because after Sandy's story, I'm never sleeping again. Right now, MyPillow does have a deal in all seriousness. You know the original MyPillows, the one that put MyPillow on the map? They were $69.98. I mean, worth it. It's a great pillow, but totally worth it. Right now, for my listeners, if you go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code JESSE, you can have one of these things for $19.98. Again, talk about Christmas gifts for people you love, too. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, get your MyPillow for $19.98. Or you can upgrade and get the King, and to be honest, I have one of the Kings now, only $10 more. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. Or call 800-845-0544. Hang on. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We got Bill O'Reilly coming up about 10 minutes from now. I'm going to get back to your ghost stories on my life. I am 877-377-4373. I did want to play this for you, though. Now, it's a little long. I thought about trying to shorten it a bit, but I really, I want you to hear this woman. Stewardess. Long time stewardess. Got the vaccine. Having some problems. Sounds like somebody who doesn't feel like she has any place to turn. And I want you to hear, it's 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 a minute and a half, two minutes. It's honestly, it's longer than I want to play. I know you're going to miss the sultry sounds of my voice. Shut up, Chris. But I... I did want you to hear it, okay? So here she is. My name is Lisa Williams. I'm a single mom. I live in Tampa, Florida, and I have 31 years as a flight attendant with a major U.S. airline. I'm here as a representative for airline employees who are suing our airline for unreasonable accommodations of indefinite unpaid leave in lieu of taking the vaccine. We are not anti-vaccine. We are anti-mandate. My employer has done everything possible to prevent folks like me from exercising our Title VII rights to protect our faith and our medical autonomy under the American with Disabilities Act. People were told that they were effectively resigning, would never fly again, or would lose their retirement if they didn't take the shot. On September 2nd, when I learned that the window had passed to get an exemption, to the mandate, I was fearful of losing my job, which would cause me not to provide for my children, and I caved under duress and got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. That was the single worst decision of my life. I violated my faith because my employer made me choose between my God and my job, a decision that almost cost me my life. Due to my body's adverse reaction to the jab, I was rushed to the hospital. Every day, the side effects linger, and I suffer chronic pain. Even though I only took the shot because of the mandate, my employer refuses to allow any workman's compensation claims and will not acknowledge their role in my situation to help me. Meanwhile, they continue to systematically terminate my coworkers who are resisting the the violation of the court restraining order. 
Employees must have the right to choose what's best for their individual faith and for their personal medical situations. Tell me that isn't just awful. A mother, a young mother trying to put food on the table, feels like she has no way out. And I get your emails. I know that so many of you feeling like you have no way out and maybe you, you, you did it too. And that's fine. Again, you're never going to get judgment from here. Now having all these health problems, man, again, I don't tell anyone to take or not take something. I never have and I never will. I told you my choice. I told you don't give it to your kids. I'm not talking about that, but forcing this on people is not right. And I, I maybe I sound hokey. Maybe that's maybe that sounds lame. That's not right. But it is not right. And I can't believe how many employers in this country just treat their employees like trash. Like absolute trash. I hate it, man. I hate it. All right, you know what we need? You know what we need we need a ghost story from some dime with a Tennessee accent. Jennifer, go. Hey, hey, uh, um, my dad's wife died a horrible, painful death probably about 10, 15 years ago. Yes, ma'am. And then, uh, so when we moved from Florida back up here, um, I went to the house and I'm like sitting there and I see this, this elbow come out of the hallway with a gray sweatshirt on. And I'm like, what is that? So I'm waiting for somebody else to say something. Nothing happens. A little bit later, it happens again. And I'm like, did you just see that? And his new wife says, yeah, it happens all the time. I said, who is it? She says, it's Beth. It's, uh, you know, your dad's wife that died. Well, then she died last March. And she was so mean. I know this is weird, but she was my sister. But we had the same mothers but different fathers. And she married my dad. And she was terrible to us, and she hated my husband. And my husband knew his Bible back and forth. Well, December 2nd, he passed away, and real sudden. And ever since he passed away, you don't see him anymore. I think he took him with him. Okay. Now, I, I am, I, Jennifer, um... I'm having a little trouble unpacking the, it's your sister, but married your dad. Did I, I think you lost me a little in that one. Yeah, my sister, her name was Tammy. She's two years older than me. Uh, we had the same mothers, but different fathers. So somehow or another, her and him got together and lived together for a while, then ended up getting married. Well, your, your dad. Uh, she knew about, yeah. So she knew about two weeks before she died that she was going to die. So she was making sure I knew where all the papers were, and I had power of attorney, take care of my dad, had had a stroke and everything. Well, we came home, and uh, the ambulance was there. She died of a massive heart attack. Well, my husband, she would get so angry at Pat that he would just hold on to her real tight, and he'd pray over her and hug her and not let her go. And at the same time, she's just beating him to death, you know, and to calm her down. And then he'd finally get her calmed down and, you know, go about her business. Well, I'm going to try that with my wife. 
Next time, no, Chris, it's, it sounds like it's extremely effective. I'm just going to grab her and just bear hug her until she calms down. <laughs> that's terrible. I know that's terrible, but that's maybe it'll work. But look, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. The wife's only 5'2", but she's a strong little sucker because she was a gymnast. So I am a little bit, what if I can't keep a hold of her and she ends up wiggling out, Chris? She might wiggle out. You never know. She's, yeah, she's athletic. I know I'm 6'8". I, don't get, no, she'd never get in the way. I'm going to ball her up until she calms down. <laughs> that was wild, though. That was two women, two wives of the same dude, one of them. Maybe a sister would get. Look, we're not. We're not going to. We're getting our wires crossed here, but that was different. Anyway, let's ask Bill O'Reilly about it next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and joining me now, obviously not somebody who probably needs an introduction to anyone on the planet, Bill O'Reilly, author of the new book, Killing the Mob. Bill, first and foremost, let's get the heavy stuff out of the way first. Don't ask me how we got on this subject. Do you believe in ghosts? I don't, and apparently a lot of people do. Uh, The only ghosts that I've ever seen were at NBC News. (laughs) I mean, because... They would say something crazy and then disappear, and I figured that was an apparition. I didn't really hear it. So, no, I'm not a, I'm not a ghost hunter, but I might go to see the new movie because those guys are pretty funny. Um, did you see the ghost hunter, uh, the ghostbuster with the girls, the I, ladies? Did I, you see that? I didn't, and here's what's terrible about it. I didn't just because it was all women, and that's it not was, because I'm a sexist. It just it fe- Everything feels forced, so I didn't. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> Yeah. So you save ten bucks, and and the the ladies that were in the movie are pretty talented, and I'm going. This is just dreadful. So anyway, no, I don't believe in ghosts, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. I know you're a real person, Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bar- very barely real, Bill. All right, Bill. What's so wild to me is, and, and I really, I'm not. I don't mean this in, in an insulting way, although I'm an insulting person anyway. It seems like. The dumbest, craziest people in our society now run our society. I, I, I mean, somebody who would normally have been dismissed as a whack job on the street corner a, a matter of 10, 20 years ago can get mad about something and change corporate policy, change national policy now. How did that happen? Money. Um, so it's easy for any wannabe politician, no matter how intelligent they are or not, to rise up if they promise enough free stuff to their district, to their people who might vote for them. And that goes local, state, national. If you promise money to give people money, you're going to get attention. And that's the difference. It used to be there were some constraints about using tax dollars in situations that we could use some, but we're not going to use $6 trillion, which is what Biden wants to do. He's not going to get it, but that's the proposal. So money is what's really changed the political landscape. Bill, explain this to me. Obviously, it was a rough Tuesday for Democrats nationally, not just in Virginia. They had a rough, rough go of it in New Jersey, New York. I mean, it was was a rough day. It was a rough election, a little mini election day for them. All signs, all polling data, including that day, points to the fact they are wildly unpopular right now. The things they've done are not popular with the American people. 
And yet since that day, they've done nothing but double and triple down. They don't appear to be interested in the least in winning the midterms, which is making me nervous. Why am I seeing what I'm seeing? Um, I can't explain the lack of alacrity, word of the day, alacrity, on the part of the Democratic Party. I can tell you that the reason they got whacked last week was because Joe Biden is now in your house. And that that's what it takes to wake up many American voters, because they don't pay close attention. Now listen to talk radio, not watching TV news, not reading a newspaper. They don't really know. But once you start to hurt them um, in their wallet and pocketbooks, then their eyes go up and they go, who is doing this? And obviously it is President Biden who's doing it. So now that Joe Biden's in all of our homes, taking money away from us because we have to pay more for food and fuel and gas and everything. All right. You want to buy a car? It's 45 percent more than it would have been last year. And so people are starting to get really angry. And here's here's the interesting point about this. The Democratic Party cannot rebut what I just said. There's no rebuttal on it. All right. They don't have anything. Because if they were to come up against me, I would crush them with this. Last year, at this very time, President Trump was in office. And we were right in the middle of the worst horror from COVID. Were there any supply line problems one year ago? No. How does that happen? So... How it happens, and if you watch the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com, I'm, I'm ahead of every story I'm bragging now, but it's true. How it happens is that you hire guys like Pete Buttigieg, who is a mayor of a small town, South Bend, Indiana, as Secretary of Transportation. And the only thing he knows about transportation is that he took a couple of cab rides one time. He doesn't know anything. So nobody anticipated that when you have a labor shortage of dock workers, truck drivers, and when you regulate the trucking industry the way California does, okay, it's going to be more difficult to get goods into this country. So the Biden administration should have anticipated that, but it didn't. Why? Because there is no one in charge. So everybody goes, oh, it's Ron Klain, it's Susan Rice, it's Barack Obama. There's no one. No one is in charge of that administration. And you have a president who basically doesn't do anything. So every night I give President Biden a schedule. You know what he did today, all day? What? Nothing. Oh, geez. Okay? He had a virtual meeting with the DNC. Okay? And that was it. That's not the people's business. That's party politics. You know what he did yesterday? What? One thing. He met with the Milwaukee Bucks. Good grief. So two days in the middle of rising inflation, chaos at the border, um, trying to ram home trillions in spending, rising violent crime everywhere, the president of the United States doesn't do anything. It doesn't work. So if he did, they would have it on the official White House schedule. But they don't. 
Good grief. Speaking with Bill O'Reilly, author of the book Killing the Mob. Now, this actually is near and dear to my heart because, like most men, I love mafia stuff. I gobble up every book, every documentary, every every movie Hollywood makes about it. Bill, how did the mob go from something that was very quiet, they always wanted to be quiet and relatively under the radar, to being on the front page of the paper and then broken up into a thousand pieces, which it is now? What was it that screwed them up? Was it wealth? Was it youth? What messed them up? Narcotics. So the head of the organized crime apparatus in America was a man named Lucky Luciano who was actually deported to Italy, but he didn't want to be in Italy, so he moved to Cuba. And there was a big meeting in the late 1950s, and Luciano, he didn't really want to get into the narcotics business because he knew if the mob did do that, there would be a lot more intense scrutiny. So J. Edgar Hoover, the head of the FBI, the federal apparatus that's supposed to control organized crime, he didn't really bother with the mafia much. They didn't really, you know, Hoover was a gambler himself. The word was from Luciano in his personal diaries, which we got for killing the mob, that they had, the mob had something on Hoover. So Hoover pretty much left them alone. But then when they got into the shipment of heroin, opiates, uh, all of this stuff into the United States, then it got nasty. Street violence broke out, crime rose, and then the press started to cover it. Before, it was prostitution, it was gambling, it was things like that, which were considered low-level crimes. So the narcotics, the sale of narcotics, switched organized crime from a fairly low-key operation to heinous villains. Bill O'Reilly, the book is Killing the Mob. Obviously, everybody knows his killing books are obviously killing because they always are really well done. Bill, I would thank you so much for coming on. I encourage people to go get Killing the Mob. Thank you, sir. Anytime, Jesse. Thanks for having me. I don't know why we love mob stuff, but we do. We do. I'm looking forward to it. All right, you, you heard him bring up inflation and the economy. When have I ever told you to do something crazy? Have I ever told you to do something crazy? Even though I do crazy things, I've never, I've never told people that ever. When I tell you to call Oxford Gold Group and have them deliver gold to your front door, and that's what they'll do. They'll, they'll deliver real gold you can hold in your hand to your front door. I don't want you to go nuts. I'm not telling you to go sell your house and buy gold. I'm not telling you to build a bunker in your backyard. But I am telling you this. These inflation numbers that are coming out today, they're worse than the bad ones we just got. They're not even pretending like this inflation thing is just going to go away tomorrow. These politicians are wrecking your money. They're wrecking my money. Call Oxford Gold Group at 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take good care of you. 833-995-GOLD. Get something in your hands, not subject to the whims of politicians. Oxford Gold Group. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And yes, I'm going to get back to your ghost stories in a second. 877-377-4373. I love this. I love this, though. Washington Post fears right-wingers will, quote, 
Weaponized school boards. That's according to Newsbusters. I wish we would weaponize school boards. And I'm so inspired by all the people who were out there winning school board races across the United States of America on that great Tuesday. It was awesome. Weaponize those school boards. And remember, remember this. We do not, do not want to take politics out of education. I just want it to be neutral. There's no such thing as neutrality. The people teaching your kids are not robots. They're human beings. Human beings come with biases. You're either going to have an education system for your children biased towards the things you believe or the things they believe. I choose the former. Huh? All right. Joe in Jersey, go boss. Okay. I live about a mile from the Jersey shore. Now I'm from the coast. And uh, a friend of mine and I used to own a pizza place about 15 years ago. And we were going to hook up with a couple of girls who were closing a bar near my house. So we hung out there for about an hour or so from like 2 to 3 in the morning. And the girls were regaling us about stories from that property where like 150 years prior, there was a ship that capsized off the coast. And they used that area as like a triage. A lot of people like died on that spot. So the whole stories were like, Sometimes they'd come in, things would be moved around and stuff. So I took the girls back to my place and, uh, you know, hung out for a little bit. Brought her back to work because she was uh, opening up the next morning. And she went in and she came running out. And she said, got to get in here. So I went in there. And all the bar stools that were on top of the bar when we left were all down around the bar. And it was synchronized. So we were like, there was actual people sitting there having a good time. And there were glasses and bottles and stuff all around the bar. Now, I got a little suspicious on this, and I was getting a little tingly and everything because of the ghost situation. But uh, I looked around the bar, and there was nobody in the building. There was nobody from when we left to when we got there in the morning again. And there was, had to be these people, the dead bodies, the ghosts that were on that property, just waited for us to leave so they can continue to have a good time. All right. I want some I want someone ghost to break in and drink some of my booze. I want to experience this. Mike from San Diego, go boss. Yeah. I've lived on this piece of property since nineteen fifty five and my mom died on it. And uh I know that she comes by every once in a while and visits me because I was sitting in the front room one evening watching T V probably about 8 or 9 o'clock at night, and I hear all these sound like uh, cookie sheets come out of the cabinet and end up on the floor just crashing and banging. I'm going, well, what the heck? So I walked around the corner and looked in the in the kitchen area. Nothing was out of place or on the floor or anything. But anyway, little things like that happen all the time around my house. And I just say, hi, Mom, when it happens. And, then, you know, it's cool. <laughs> it doesn't scare me. I think it's pretty cool. Well... Are you sure she's not mad at you, Mike? Did you make her mad before she died? Oh no, no, oh no. We were good friends. I used to loan her money, or not? I wouldn't loan her until I give it to her. But no, she, she wasn't mad at me. Mom just and wants she, to make you some cookies. I appreciate it, Joan. One more. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, Jesse. From uh, this is Joan from New York, Stan. So I was on a road trip from New York to Florida to the villages. Stop off at Rocky Mount, North Carolina, in a Candlewood Suite. Go to sleep, put my puppy to bed. You know, he's got his little bed to set him up. I'm out. 
like a light, but I feel like somebody's there. I wake up and a couple of hours later, I guess it was. I look up, I pick, you know, I look, I pick my head up, I look up, and there's a Confederate soldier standing next to my bed at the head of the bed, like he's standing guard. I could see his Confederate jack coat, his white gloves, the gold buttons, the the rifle. And I just put my head up and I, I looked up to try to see his face and I wasn't scared. I didn't have that sense. The dog wasn't stirring. He just put his right hand out to motion me to put my head back down, go back to sleep. Everything is okay. And, and you I went back did. to sleep? I put my head back. I did. I did. I, I had no fear. You went back to sleep so with a Confederate odd. soldier in a bayonet at the foot of your bed, Joan? Are you made of steel? These people are mad, Chris. These people, I've never seen any of this. I want to, you know what? That's not right. I've, I'm always seeking out some ghost stuff. Do you see this about Haiti? Remember how the world is such an odd place. Remember when Haiti just had their head of state assassinated, which I know is not abnormal. Haiti's just one of those places. People say it's cursed. It's hard to say it's not cursed. But then there were all these accusations that it was DEA informants that pulled off the assassination. Now, U.S. warns Americans to leave Haiti as security crisis deepens and hostages remain captive Here's what's so wild about this. I know you don't care about Haiti. I'm not, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but think how terrible the life is, the living conditions are for people who live in, Cade, in Haiti, and it's right there. We, 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 we lose sight of how blessed we are sometimes to live where we live, to have the existence that we have, but there are third world countries right off our shores and people live in just this life of gang violence and unrest. Uh, they have Christian missionaries held hostage down there. Think about what it's like if you're a Christian missionary staring at a Haitian gang holding you hostage right now. It is just, I know I take it for granted. Maybe you do too. We take for granted how blessed we are to live in a relatively normal, civilized society. And I think we'd probably all do more to protect this one if we had more appreciation for it. Does that make sense? All right, that's enough mushy stuff. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com is the email address. Hang on. Yes, yes, it's time for something I have been putting off for ages, absolutely ages. I, I'm i not going to lie to you. I know you think that I'm perfect. And, and what, Chris? I That's what they think. I know everyone thinks I'm perfect, but I do have some flaws, some very deep, deep-seated flaws. And one of those is I tend to put things off until they can't possibly be put off anymore. 
I've tried to work on this as I get older. I mean, I'm not really bad. I'm not, I'm not a slob about the whole thing. It's just the, the things I don't like to do, I tend to put them off and put them off and put them off. Yes, I should be replacing that light bulb. Let's wait until they all go out, and then I'll start re- that, that kind of thing. I, You know I read every email you send into the show, right? Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I read every email you send into the show. They all go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read every single one of them. I don't respond because I get way too many, but I read them all. Now, I have been lax on getting to emails on the air. I get distracted by my stories, like the like the jail ghost story and stuff like that. And I don't. I haven't been getting to many of them, so I'm gonna try and churn and burn. It's a good day for it through some emails. Let's see just how dated all this is. Some are pretty new. Some are not. Greetings, hog jaw. That's an endearing iron worker term as a leader. You do a sh- you do a good show informing the public about commie rodents. I love this guy. Ruining our nation despite cl- the clowning around. One important point. Chris is absolutely right about the barbaric act of reheating coffee, especially in the microwave. Properly harvested and roasted coffee beans are similar to a quality wine or a fine pipe or cigar tobacco. You just ruin the product if not stored and presented correctly for consumption. (laughs) What, Jesse? (laughs) That may be uncomfortable, but I'm right. Keep up the great work, America first. He's lying, Chris, and you're lying too. See, we're dealing with this on the show, the fact Michael and I have discovered that Chris is a coffee snob, and he says he's not a coffee snob. Get this. You want to hear coffee snobbery? We have these little coffee pots here in the studio because they're building us our own. But right now we're with all these other shows and radio people. There's these little mini coffee pots and you can go put in the coffee you want. It'll make a, a, a pot of coffee. So it's for everybody. So people just fire up a new pot all day long. Chris stole one of them and put them here in the studio because he didn't like the coffee they were making to make his own coffee. I say this is just like so many other arguments where people think it's real and it's not real. In fact, I say if we were to do a blind taste test, a blind taste test, and I was to nuke some coffee for Chris, throw it in the microwave, he would have no idea. What, Chris? No, that's no. it's nothing like the vodka thing at all. This is nothing like the vodka thing at all. That's not even close to being the same thing. That's not even close to being the, You know what? That reminds me, I don't know why it reminded me of this, but it reminded me of it, of one of the more underrated great sound bites of all time. This Jean-Pierre, this lady who's standing in for Jen Psaki while Jen Psaki is out, Jean-Pierre is standing in as the propagandist for the regime. Hearing her get pinned down on what are you going to do about the high gas prices is one of the more hilarious, underrated moments ever. What options besides tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve does the president have to counteract higher gas prices? So, um, you know, we've t- I've talked about this a couple of times. You know, we we have we don't have an announcement yet on anything uh, anything to share at this time. 
you know, but we're, we're monitoring it, right? We're monitoring the, the prices, and we're making sure that we have tools in our tool belts that we can uh, we can uh, we can try and, and, and use. But at this at this time, I don't have anything new uh, to, to share. What else are you reviewing? Because Secretary Granholm has confirmed that is an option that's on the table, and the president has said there are other tools that he could potentially use. So could you just lay out what those other options are that he's considering? So I don't. Again, I don't. I don't have anything specific here. Is that not one of the great quotes of all time? This is, this is, this is what this is. This is your mom coming up to you after having given you a bunch of chores. Get ready to play this again, Chris. After giving you a ton of chores in you getting distracted with one of your buddies and having just screwed off all day and not having done a single chore. This is exactly how you would respond in this situation. It was glorious. What options besides tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve does the president have to counteract higher gas prices? So, um, you know, we've t- I've talked about this a couple of times. You know, we we have we don't have an announcement yet on anything uh, on anything to share at this time. Uh, you know, but we're we're monitoring it, right? We're monitoring the the prices, and we're making sure that we have tools in our tool belts that we can uh, we can uh, we can try and, and and use. But at this at this time, I don't have anything new uh, to to share. What else are you reviewing? Because Secretary Granholm has confirmed that is an option that's on the table, and the president has said there are other tools that he could potentially use. So could you just lay out what those other options are that he's considering? So I don't. Again, I don't. I don't have anything specific here. <laughs> you know, uh, look, uh, we're monitoring the situation. We're monitoring. We, we don't have we nothing real specific. We have a lot of tools, just a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of tools in the tool belt. It's really complicated. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't understand. Just understand, we're monitoring. There's a lot of monitoring, and <laughs> gosh, these people. We are led by the dumbest people. In the United States of America, they have no earthly idea what they're doing, and it makes it even worse. They don't care to do anything. It's not as if they're looking at gas prices and saying to themselves, man, we got to get this fixed. They just, they're looking at them like you would look at a worm crossing the sidewalk, and they're just observing. They, they, don't, they don't consider themselves involved at all. Gosh. All right, back to the emails. Don't distract me. Happy birthday, Marine. Uh, that is tomorrow, not today. Tomorrow is the Marine Corps birthday. And look, this is just, let me clarify something right now for everybody. Tomorrow's the Marine Corps birthday. And just like when I had my personal birthday on July 20th, the last thing I'm going to do on the Marine Corps birthday is draw attention to myself or ask for well wishes from you. If, if uh, I don't want a bunch of people sending in their greetings to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. What, Chris? The last thing I want is any attention to be paid to me. <laughs> All right. Happy birthday, Marine. And no, it's perfectly normal to go to movies by yourself. I was explaining to Chris on the air last night that I enjoy movies by myself. He thinks that's what losers do. My wife doesn't usually like James Bond-type movies. I much rather go early in the afternoon with all the old people. Is that when old people go to the movies? No jerks talking on their phone. No screaming kids. No smelly person next to me. Spread out and enjoy in peace. Oh, and I love the matinee. Plus, it's cheaper. Shut up, Chris, is what he says. (laughs) 
We all know Chris hasn't seen anything but a matinee in decades. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. But I love the movies by myself. And I used to have to travel a lot for work. I mean, who am I kidding? I still have to travel a lot for work. I'm about to be in Washington, D.C. tomorrow, actually. Oh, that reminds me. That reminds me. Tunnel to Towers. You know the great organization Tunnel to Towers? They have an event on Veterans Day, November 11th, at the Lincoln Memorial, where they stand up and they read the names of every single person we lost in Iraq and Afghanistan and I get to be part of that. So if you happen to be in the D.C. area, come out and say hi. It's obviously going to be a somber ceremony where we're honoring the fallen, but I'll be in D.C. for the next couple of days. Anyway, I used to travel a lot, and I would go out to dinner by myself. And I would have my friends think that was weird. Jesse, why, why go out to dinner by yourself? What are you, some kind of loser? Why? I just get to sit and enjoy my meal. I don't have to talk to anybody. I can people watch. Who doesn't love people watching? Do a little people watching. That was back when I used to watch sports. Maybe there's a game on. By yourself is so criminally underrated. And don't make this out to be another antisocial thing, Chris. Because No, it's not. No, it's not antisocial. Preferring your own company and not liking other people is not antisocial. No, I'm kidding. I like other people just fine. I just... I'm very comfortable with me. I'm very comfortable with me. I love me, Chris. I'm my favorite person, really. I'm my favorite person. All right. We're going to play you a doozy of a quote from the Pfizer CEO. You're going to want to hear this. We'll play that in just a second. But first, looks like the secret is out. I've been telling you about Pure Talk for a while because I switched from T-Mobile. And I've had AT&T and I've had Verizon. And remember, I got a wife, two kids, so we've got the family plan. That stuff gets expensive. And I had everybody tell me about Pure Talk. And every time I heard about Pure Talk, it was all about the savings. Well, it turns out my bill was in half. My bill got cut in half with Pure Talk. And I get actually better coverage than I had with T-Mobile. I can make phone calls inside of my house now. I couldn't do that before. Oh, and did I mention they don't hate the United States of America? They're not pushing that filth out there like so many of these other wireless companies are. Stop chucking your money at these other places. They have a 30-day risk-free guarantee. You don't have anything to lose. From your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Jesse Kelly. The Jesse Kelly Show. Huey Lewis is so underrated. Huey Lewis in the news. Plus, one of the better band names of all time. For some reason, it just flows off the tongue. Huey Lewis in the news. You know another good band name, Chris, no one knows about? Baby Huey and the Babysitters. (laughs) You've never heard of them because you have no culture at all. But they have a good song. or He had a really, really great song called Hard Times. I think he's dead. I actually think he was about 400 pounds, if I remember right. Yeah, he was a big old boy. But he had, what a voice on this guy. They were awesome, dude. Baby Huey and the Babysitters were awesome. All right. Now, I want to just recap everything that we've gone through. I want to recap something. 
Do you remember when we played you that montage of Pfizer? You remember what when we played you that montage of Pfizer sponsoring all the news programs? It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Okay, and what did I, what did I tell you? Do you remember what I told you that was coming? And what I mean, look, what's my favorite? What's my favorite thing in the world? Fa- favorite thing in the world, being right and rubbing it in people's faces because I'm a small, petty person who gets off on being correct. You remember when I came on here just not long ago? Remember when I came on and said this? And let me tell you what's coming. And I'm not guessing on this. All the writing is on the wall. And the reason this has gone as far as it's gone is because there at no point were enough people to stand up and say, that's all. No more. At no point. This had better be the point. If you losing your livelihood because of these scumbags isn't the point, then I'm sorry, there will never be a point. You'll never, you'll never stand up to them. It'll be your child. It'll be your yearly booster shots. It'll be everything. Uh, please, Pfizer, give me, give me my vaccine enema. To the end of time, there's nothing you won't kneel for if you won't stop this now. Stop this now. Remember when I said that? Annual boosters? Remember when I said that's the end game here? I've said it a million times. The end game is very clearly annual boosters. In blue areas, it will be mandated annual boosters, but it will be annual boosters for everyone, for kids and adults. It'll be show me the evidence you got your annual booster shot before you can go to school. Before you can come back to work, your HR, if you work for one of these scumbag loser companies, HR will be show me your booster shot. Where's the booster shot? That's the end goal because Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson and all these places, they're not massively, massively, massively ramping up their money. They're spending on advertising like you just heard and lobbying. They're not doing that out of the goodness of their hearts. They're doing that because they expect a significant return on their investment. You get that return on your investment when you get the government to force people to take your product every single year. It's guaranteed money, baby, forever. Well, this just in. Pfizer and BioNTech submit request to amend the U.S. FDA emergency use authorization of their COVID-19 vaccine booster to include all individuals 18 and over. Allow me to break that down in English. Pfizer just submitted to the FDA. They want their booster shot 
approved under the emergency declaration. It's quite an emergency, don't you see? It's a very big emergency. And the next step, of course, will be the government requiring to you get the booster. Well, of course you're going to be required to get the booster. Haven't you heard? The FDA approved. It's FDA approved. We all know what the end game is. We all do. Be forced to take it every single year. And if you listen to the CEO of Pfizer on my life, this is not a clip I got from a James Bond villain. This is the CEO of Pfizer. Not only do they want you to have to take it every year, these people want you in jail if you don't. But there is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerned. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally costed millions of lives. And then should be treated as criminals as well, those who have done that. I'm sorry? Criminals? It should be treated as criminals? You tell me what sounds different. The Pfizer CEO or this James Bond movie villain? Hello, James. Welcome. Do you like the island? My grandmother had an island. Nothing to boast of. We could walk around it in an hour. But still, it was, it was a paradise for us. One summer, we went for a visit and discovered the place had been infested with rats. They'd come on a fishing boat and gorged themselves on coconut. So how do you get rats off an island? Hmm? My grandmother showed me. We buried an oil drum and hinged the lid. Then we wired coconut to the lid as bait, and the rats would come for the coconut. And boing, 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 boing. they would fall into the drum. And after a month, you've trapped all the rats. But what did you do then? Throw the drum into the ocean? Burn it? No. You just leave it. And they begin to get hungry. And one by one, they start eating each other until there are only two left, the two survivors. And then what? Do you kill them? No. You take them and release them into the trees. But now they don't eat coconut anymore. Now they only eat rat. You have changed their nature. You decide, was that the Pfizer CEO or a James Bond movie villain? <laughs> Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And boy, I've, I, we have very, very serious people leading this country. Do you know Kamala Harris was put in charge of the border. Don't worry, I'm going to get back to the Pfizer stuff in a second. You know Kamala Harris is put in charge of the border? And do you do you know there's a migrant caravan? We don't know how many thousands are coming with it, but there's a violent migrant caravan currently making its way towards the border of the United States. And let's also remember every gigantic mass of people who's arrived at our border has been allowed in our country. So there's this huge migrant caravan coming towards our border. Where's Vice President Dome? Oh, she's in Europe. Well, meantime, Vice President Kamala Harris today heading out to tackle the migrant crisis at the border, but not the American border. 
The Biden administration czar tapped to handle our nation's broken southern border will instead be in France for four days of meetings with European leaders. While there, she will take part in a conference on Libya and ending the surge of migrants escaping the war-torn country and crossing into Europe illegally. This all comes as a new Suffolk University USA Today poll has the vice president dropping to a 28% approval rating along with 51% disapproving. That is a record low for any vice president this early in the first term. Record low approval ratings. Migrant caravan heading to the border. The person in charge of the border. She's getting Eiffel Tower. She's she's touring the Eiffel Tower. Gosh, that's where we are. And I mean, how crazy... Chris, once again, if you wouldn't mind, could you play for everybody the CEO of Pfizer? Hello, James. Welcome. Do you like the island? My grandmother had an island. No, Chris. No, that's the James Bond villain. Actually, no, in all seriousness, play the CEO of Pfizer. This is after they just applied for emergency booster shot approval. And let's just pause for a moment before I play the CEO of Pfizer. Let's let's. Let's just stop with this. They're applying for approval. Everybody and their brother knows the FDA has already decided to approve this universally like they've approved every other daggone thing because they all have all this stuff set up already. But there is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerned. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally costed millions of lives. And then should be treated as criminals as well, those who have done that. Oh, gosh, these people. And we don't – look. I, I hate bringing this up. I really hate bringing this up because it is depressing. But it, I do think it's important we bring this up. If you're in a blue area, I should say it's depressing. There is no end to this. When you hear these people, when you hear people like Bill de Blasio, mayor of the most important city in America, when you hear him speak like this, you have to understand they're not tired of what they're doing. They're not horrified by it. They're not bothered in the least. They're not looking at the destruction it's causing and feeling bad. They think they're right, and that's what makes them so dangerous. The complaints about violations of freedom with mass mandates and social distancing and schools being closed were totally upside down. No, the mm-hmm. path to freedom is let's get through this month or whatever it is with masks and social distancing, and then the other side of it we can get through. But, I mean, it, it's just buzzing. I mean, I, I don't know if it's – I don't have the numbers if it's back to pre-COVID – uh, the way it looked, but man, it sure felt like it. It's getting real close. Yeah. And the missing link has been the international tourists. And now, I mean, again, finding out we're the number one destination by the bookings, that we now have the facts that people want to be here. And folks have been waiting years now to come back. Uh, I think that's going to supercharge this recovery. Mm-hmm. And I think what it says, your point about freedom is very powerful, that you know, what is freedom? Freedom is the ability to go out there, live your life, have your job, be with the people you love. We were deprived of that for most of two years. Right. And vaccination actually gave us back that freedom. And I think people are going to realize as they see these mandates work, wait a minute, that's actually the thing we wanted. Yeah. What is freedom? Uh, it's just uh, being able to do the things you love. 
These people can't even describe it. They can't even describe it. They have no idea what it is. All they know how to do is destroy and then try to appeal to your values and call it freedom. Oh, we love freedom as they as they hand out mandatory vaccinations for everyone. Vaccination cards for five to 11 year olds. At what point will you ask them to also start checking for vax cards for five to 11 year olds? That's a very good question. And honestly, one we need to focus on now. We wanted to get to the day where we actually could vaccinate the youngest New Yorkers and get that rolling. We know it'll take a while. I mean, right now to use the example of the 12 to 17 year olds, very good news, we're almost at 79% of them. That's fantastic, but it did take a while. So it's a great question, Elizabeth. It's one I don't think we're gonna uh, settle immediately because it will naturally take uh, a number of weeks for that age group to get vaccinated. But it's a question we need to answer for the weeks ahead. This has become some kind of sick obsession. This has become an, a, a sick obsession. You know what? We're moving off, and it puts me in a bad mood, Chris. You're absolutely right about, or this is an email, obviously. You're absolutely right about Trump's personnel decisions, but losing Flynn hurt him dearly in that area. Trump knows he'll have to fire everyone at the FBI, even the cook, but so do they. Trump is the guy if he wants it. Heavy D is an Ivy Leaguer, if I'm not mistaken, which makes me leery of him. I'm not Ron DeSantis' press secretary. I'm not Donald Trump's either. If it's Donald Trump, then it's Donald Trump. What I have said, and what I'll continue to say, because it's 100% true, whoever the next Republican is, he either commits to a massive firing, 100 flag officers at least, maybe per branch. When I say flag officers, that means generals and admirals, high-ranking guys. He either commits to a huge purge of the FBI and these other dangerous bureaucratic groups that are targeting Americans. He either commits to that or he's not qualified. I don't care if his name's Donald Trump. I don't care if his name's Ron DeSantis. And when I say commits to that, I don't mean T-shirts and bumper stickers that say drain the swamp. I mean, give me your resignation on my desk by the end of the week, General. You and everybody you know. That's what I mean. We are in a dangerous place right now. We haven't talked much about it lately because we talked a bunch about it when it was happening. But let's understand the Russian collusion stuff, even in light of all the Durham stuff that just came out, even the Washington Post, which is a communist rag, is admitting Um, The Federal Bureau of Investigation used bad information given to them by the Hillary Clinton campaign to obtain a FISA warrant to violate the civil rights of the political opponent of of the then president of the United States, Barack Obama. And Barack Obama knew about it, if we're to believe Peter Strzok and his text messages. That is so dangerous. You understand how crazy that is? The Federal Bureau of Investigation could destroy your life tomorrow if they wanted to, or my life. They have the power to do that. If they're now some rogue enforcement arm of the Democratic Party only aimed at the right, we are in a dangerous place in this country. A very, very dangerous place. So put away your pom-poms, whoever your guy is. 
DeSantis, Trump, Cruz, anybody, if your guy won't commit, commit to absolutely firing people like Genghis freaking Khan, your guy's not qualified. Period. End of story. All right. Get myself fired up here. We have headlines next. This is going to be fun. I'm going to get to some more emails too. But first, I just had somebody email again yesterday and say, Jesse, thank you so much for the recommendation on the Eden Pure. I get this a lot, not just because of how much it takes the odors out of the home, because it's not your normal air purifier. They call it the thunderstorm because it creates in your air. You know how the air smells so clean after a thunderstorm? That's what it does in your home with no filter you have to replace. I get so many emails thanking me for the allergy relief. And I lo- look, I love that the smells are gone too. The allergy relief is amazing. I own three of these things for a reason, and now you can too because they have a steal for my listeners only. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the word Jesse3, that's Jesse and the number three, you save $200. That means you get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for under 200 bucks. That's absurd. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3. The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly show. And look, before I get back to your emails and headlines, I do think it's important. As always, we always want to be respectful here on the Jesse Kelly show. And by the way, remember, you can email anything you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I think it's important whenever possible we get to hear from the commander in chief. A lot of people are worried. Think about this. 750,000 people have died because of COVID. 750,000 people. Schools have not been open because of COVID and they're just getting open again. We're in a situation where there's a lot of a lot of anxiety. Gas prices are up exceedingly high. They've been up this high before, but not not recently. Gas price. That's why I have the attorney general taking a look at whether or not these gas companies are gouging. So there's a lot of things that have people that are really a great deal of anxiety. And, uh, and they all relate to, even though we've created almost 6 million jobs since I came into office, we're in a situation where people don't, I mean, they don't feel it right now. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Sounds like things are going well under your administration. Thanks, Joe. Jesse, the movies by yourself. I went all the time by myself. It's much better that way. Love your show. She's 100% right, Chris, in your stupid face. Dear Dr. Handsome, I like this guy. It was great to hear Monday's caller report about his 100 canceled shows and loss of job over the vaccine. You're right about the end of the long, long tunnel. I substitute in an orchestra where we have to get tested or jabbed in order to perform. Masks must be worn either way. I made the difficult decision to be unavailable until this changes, even if that means getting fired and let go. Obviously not a worst-case scenario, but at least I hope it'll motivate a couple family members facing the same situation. America will not comply any longer. I hope so. What, Chris? He's in an orchestra and he has to wear a mask. They don't sing in an orchestra, you idiot. They only play instruments. 
I'm sure he plays one of the string thingies, the the the, the what is it called, the Mandalorian or something? It's, but it's something like that, Chris. Look it up or something. I don't know. I'm not an artist. All right. Hey Jesse, I saw a video on Instagram today about of our transportation secretary, that's Buttgig, discussing infrastructure and how it should be obvious to all of us that if an underpass in New York City is too small for a bus carrying minorities to drive under. Then clearly racism is to bra- is to blame. Look, these people, these people are so not only I, I, broken is an easy thing to say. It's not just that they're broken; it's that they've been in politics, especially communist politics, for so long. You'll never hear anything actually real come out of their mouths. Everything comes from the hive mind. Everything is a talking point. Every single word they speak, it has been filtered through some program where does this speak to this constituent group or does this speak to women or have we reached out to the LGBTQ Air Force? Have we talked to black people enough? Have we did every single thing they say? None of it's real. It's all pre-programmed. All pre-programmed. All right. And now, here's a headline. By go, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Masks forever. This is from Bongino. CDC now encouraging masking to fight the flu and common cold too. I referenced this a little bit last night. This is going to be almost impossible for you to understand. It's almost impossible for me to understand, but I think it's important we both unpack this together. There are a lot of your countrymen, a lot of them, They love being told what to do. They prefer being told what to do. And look, let's be honest. A lot of people have found comfort in that. That's that's not unique to this day and age. People love, love being told what to wear, where to go, what medicines to take. People don't want to have to think for themselves. You do, and a lot of people do, but... There are a lot of your countrymen, a lot of them, they want the government to tell them to wear a mask forever. That's what they want. And look, this is a tale as old as time. Remember that uh, quote from one of the founders, Samuel Adams? It's one of the great quotes of all time. It says, if ye love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude, than the animated contest of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsel or arms. Crouch down and lick the hand which feeds you. May your chains sit lightly upon you. And may posterity forget that you were our countrymen. How apropos is that for what we're facing now? You have a lot of people in your country who love the tranquility of servitude. You could show them all the data in the world about this being bad for them or this medicine being bad for them or this causing suicides to rise. You could, you could, you could just waterboard them with that information, and it wouldn't even make a dent. They will, they will take things they know to be bad for them as long as they just get to do what they're told. It's wild, but it's true. U.S. gasoline prices increased to a new seven-year high. Remember, remember, Joe Biden got into office, promptly stopped drilling on federal lands and stopped the Keystone Pipeline. None of this is accidental. The destruction is intentional. 
headline, California plan to inject social justice into high school math on hold after a backlash. You might be saying to yourself, what? why would they even go after math? What? what? How could you even do that? You don't think like them, and I don't think like them. I've warned you before. I'm going to warn you again. They are going to go after things that would never even have occurred to you because you don't look at the world that way. They have a universal view of the world. Not only do they believe their religion is correct, they believe it must be forced on everyone and everything. That's why Big Bird is now politicking in front of your kids. It would never occur to them not to put politics in Sesame Street. Of course they're going to put their gross religion in math, too. That's how the communist thinks. That's how the communist thinks. All right. We're going to be back again tomorrow. We're going to have some more fun. That's all.